Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Welcome to the Work Positive Podcast with your host, executive coach and culture architect, Dr. Joey Fawcett. Discover strategies and tactics that work positive as Dr. Joey talks with industry leaders who create a positive work culture that attracts top talent and reduces team turnover. Discover how you can create a work positive culture that increases productivity and profits. Here's your host, Dr. Joey. So, hey, Work Positive Nation, who is the expert in your business? Who is your go-to for guidance for um, all things your business that really guides your business, who sets the culture pace of your vision? What if I told you that your fans should be the experts? that your fans can be the experts in terms of how you set culture. If you have yet to read the book, Fans First, do yourself a favor right now while you're listening to this podcast, flip over to Amazon, being in wherever you go to buy fine books and get yourself a copy of Fans First because your world is going to open up and it's going to be things that maybe you've thought about before, but maybe not had the courage. So you need some encouragement, some inspiration to get it done and really move forward to make your business all about your fans and fans first because my guest today did that came from uh sleeping on an air mattress right and eating ramen which you know I, that's how i lived through college <laughs> it was ramen and i wish i'd had an air mattress because <laughs> the one i slept on was like a plank but anyway he, he came from that to now he's about to announce worldwide tours taking his baseball team right i said it baseball team into places all over the world they sell merch all over the place if you're not watching this on youtube go check out the youtube uh version of this because the dude is wearing a yellow tuxedo and my son-in-law and daughter sent me a hat with their team's logo on it just for this podcast so work positive nation help me welcome to the podcast jesse cole jesse from the savannah bananas welcome yeah excited to be with you Oh, man, I'm delighted to be with you. Uh, I've been looking forward to this for quite some time. A, I'm a baseball nut, and B, I'm a fan nut. So uh, let's jump right in. We're all about here in Work Positive Nation about attracting top talent. And as I'm reading Fans First and Find Your Yellow Tuxedo, one of the key things that you did in putting together the teams for not just the on-field teams, but your, your work teams, your president, Jared, and others, putting that team together, you, you figured out how to best attract top talent. So what were some of those things that you did to attract Jared and, well, Emily, <laughs> although that may be another story, right, and put together that top talent team, Jesse? Thank you. Well, let's be open. We didn't attract anybody in the beginning. I mean, we could barely get anybody to play for us, let alone work for us. And, uh, you know, it was a challenge. We weren't very clear on who we are and what we stand for. It wasn't until we got really clear on that and our mission and our vision 
that all of a sudden we started attracting people. Mm. And so it's very clear. We exist to make baseball fun. That's who the Savannah Bananas are. But how we do that is through being fans first and entertaining always. And I always thought about you got to love your customers more than you love your product, but you got to love your team members, your employees, even more than you love your customers. And then you got to love yourself above all, if you want to take care of everybody. And so I think, you know, the first fan is yourself. You got to be a fan of yourself. If you want to start attracting people to your organization, you got to be a fan of what you're doing. You got to love what you do that you want to scream on top of the mountaintops about what you're doing. And so fortunately, we didn't have that at first. It was just a boring baseball game that I said, we got to change. And yeah. then now we develop something with, you know, a senior citizen dance team, the banana nanas, a break dancing coach, a pep band, a banana baby, players in stilts. We play in kilts, you name it, that yeah. we've developed a business that we're proud of. And so now we have over 2000 people on our wait list to work with us. You know, we have over a hundred thousand. Yeah. Two, we have a hundred thousand that want to buy tickets. That's on a list, but we have over 2000 people on a wait list to either become an intern, a part-time seasonal or a full-time member of our team. Now, Jesse, maybe you hadn't gotten the word, man, but there's a great resignation going on, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you're telling me you got how many people waiting, standing in line to work with you? Thousand now. But what's more interesting to me is we've had two people leave in the last three years and they've both given us over six months notice. Six months? notice wow whoever heard of that right i mean that I, just shows I, that, I like it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> takes a little pressure off doesn't it man <laughs> well and it shows how deeply ingrained they are in the culture of what you're doing and how much they love the savannah bananas because i mean who does that six months what what were they pregnant or something and <laughs> knew they were gonna have a baby got two guys so i hope not <laughs> That's a whole nother conversation for another podcast, right? <laughs> well, uh, man, that that's incredible that they would have that kind of, you would have that kind of attraction factor. Jesse, so often we hear companies talk about recruiting talent. And man, if you go on LinkedIn and you are on LinkedIn, I enjoy your one minute videos every day. Uh, Learn a lot from you there, by the way. You know, in those videos and other places, you really emphasize more than recruitment, which sometimes means what are the right lies I need to tell to get this person to come work for us, right? To attraction. So when I begin with myself, it's got to be something I'm passionate about. And also my mission and vision of my company, I got to get really clear so that I attract people. What's that process like? Everything starts with us putting ourselves in our customer's shoes, our people's shoes, our fans' shoes. Every day, that's what we do. So think about this. No one in the world wants to be sold. We want to buy. Right. All right. So if you want to buy, then how do you present your products in a way to be bought as opposed to sell, 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 sell? So everyone is marketing on LinkedIn. So come work for our job. We got this. They're in ZipRecruiter. They're using all these tools. You're competing against everyone. Uh-huh. For the bananas, we spend zero dollars on marketing to wow. create fans of our games or to recruit talent. Hmm. We're very intentional on how we share what we do. So for instance, if you watch all our social media, which we went from, I think, 200 followers on TikTok two years ago to now 3.2 million. So, and you know, that's 2 million more than any major league baseball team. Same thing with Instagram, same thing with, uh, you know, Instagram over 700,000 and Facebook and YouTube. And so there's no posts about us selling t-shirts, selling tickets. It's all about entertaining. And so what we're doing is by putting that content completely in front of people all the time, they're seeing Wow, 
this organization's fun. They are who they are. They are what they stand for. It's about entertaining always and having fun and making the game fun. So then when I get on podcasts and I'm fortunate to speak all on stages all over the country, I share not to sell them, but I share about the lessons that we've learned on who we are and what we stand for. And then people come to us. I want to be a part of that type of culture. Because mm, mm. it's all about fun, as opposed to what Sherm tells us that what over half of the people who resign leave a job because of a bad boss, right? People want to wake up and have fun and do something they're passionate about. So I think I know the answer to this next question, Jesse, but I want to hear how you specifically do it with the Savannah Bananas. So instead of recruiting, we attract, right, just by having fun and being ourselves and being clear about who we are. How do we keep people once we find, I mean, you said two people have left the Savannah Bananas in three years. I mean, that's a remarkably, I don't know how many employees you got, but that's a remarkably low number, it seems to me. How do you keep team turnover low? Well, I don't think our goal is ever to keep people. So just the idea of saying, I want to keep people like that mm-hmm. almost just sounds wrong. Our, our goal is to provide the greatest show at the ballpark and the greatest experience for our own people. And so how do you do that? So, you know, we want our staff and our team to deliver first class service to deliver like the top of the line service. And if you want to deliver that to our fans, you got to deliver it to them first. Mm-hmm. And so Give you an idea, 1% of our top line budget. So whether you're a $10 million company, $20 million, literally $100,000, $200,000 solely goes to surprise and delight our team mm. and give them those experiences. So we've sent Marie, our fans first director, to her bucket list trip to Ireland with her dad. We sent uh, a vice president to go to game one of the World Series with his dad. We've sent people behind the scenes VIP tickets to go see Kiss, uh, the last game at the Cameron Indoor uh, for the Duke Blue Devils. We've done all of that. That's great. That's big. It costs lots of money. No big deal. But it's the little things. So, for instance, when our interns join us, my wife and our fans first director writes a handwritten letter to their parents and to tell them that their kids are going to be taken care of. It's halfway through the summer when the interns may be a little homesick or they miss their friends and family that we have their friends and family create a video. And then we share all those videos with our interns in front of our staff. It's those little things that make a big difference. And so one of the best lessons I've learned is listen carefully, respond creatively, listen carefully, respond creatively. So how often do we listen to our people and know what really matters most to them? And do we just hear it and just kind of go on with our day? Or do we know, you know what? wow, you know, their dog is a really big part of their life. What can we do for their dog? You know, they're really close with their grandmother. Could we do something really special for their grandmother? It's those type of moments that create um, what is hopefully a better life, a better workplace. And if they stay, amazing. If they move on and do amazing things, even better. And I think that's the mindset. We never want to keep people. We want to provide a great experience that hopefully it makes a difference in their life. Mm, so you're investing in your people regardless of where it takes them, whether it's staying with you or whether it's they go do something else amazing with another company. How it's the right you, thing to do. Yeah, exactly, because it's always fans first. It's people first, right? Yes. How did you come up with this uh, sort of countercultural, can I call it countercultural approach? Sure. Because you're investing in people first and then if it pays the company, wonderful. You believe it will. But so often, you know, we're we're beam counting and we're saying, well, you know, we can't spend 1% off the top line in our people. You know, here are the reasons why, blah, blah, blah. What is it about your story that got you to fans first, people first? Well, you know, I've been tremendously inspired by Walt Disney. I'm tremendously inspired by P.T. Barnum. I'm tremendously inspired by the great innovators of our time. And I think they've put so much 
effort on their customers or their guests to create an amazing experience. And I, I, I think it's, I think it's twofold. I mean, if, if, if Jeff Bezos and Amazon's on the best thing in the world for the world, um, but their people are not enjoying it, something's wrong. You know, I want our people to be our biggest fans. When we come out with a new T-shirt, I want them to be the first ones that want it. You know, when we come out with, when we have a new TV series on ESPN, I want them to be the first ones to watch it and the first ones to share it with their family and friends. And so it's really maybe countercultural, but it seems so obvious and so simple to me. Hmm. Think about the people you surround yourself with. And if you're surrounded by all your people at work, don't you want everyone to be happy and having fun? You know, I, I think it's so obvious, you know, we spend more time with the people we work with than sometimes our family oh, and yeah. definitely our customers. Yep. So why don't we make sure that they are on top of the world and then everything else is a byproduct. Walt Disney said this best, and it's a quote that many people don't share, but it's one of my favorite from him. Money doesn't excite me. My ideas excite me. <laughs> and I am so much more passionate about ideas that create something special, unique and unforgettable than I am about how much money's in the bank account. Let, you know, let, let the people that enjoy money, take care of that sell, take care of it. <laughs> so how'd you get turned on to PT Barnum and Walt Disney and those guys and begin to follow that path? I was 23 years old and I took over a team in Gastonia, North Carolina, and there was $268 in the bank account. And we had three full-time employees and payroll was on Friday. That was my first week. So I didn't pay myself, couldn't pay myself, had no money to pay myself for the first three months on the job. Hmm. So when you take a job like that, you realize you better learn fast. <laughs> and so I, uh, I didn't read any baseball books or books in the sports industry. I said, who are the greatest entertainers and the greatest showmen? In history and what do they do because i realized very quickly that we couldn't be in the baseball business we had to be in the entertainment business mm -hmm. so when i started reading all these books i started getting the inspiration to do things a little bit differently and that's uh, now 15 years later and we're fortunate to be able to do what we do every day yeah but when you first started man you were getting some side eyes from the people first in savannah right and still we'll still do every day no savannah was in 2016 came to savannah but yeah and gastonia was in 2007 but the reality is every day so we got rid of all of our advertising at the stadium so we have no ads no sponsors right. no every ticket's all inclusive there's no ticket fees there's no convenient fees um, we've done a lot of things that don't make sense to some people but when we just made the decision to go all in on banana ball we left the competitive coastal plain league where we had college players playing in regular traditional games. We made the decision to leave that, which we'd won the last two championships, three of the last six, most wins in the league, and where we pay our players zero because we're not allowed to because it's NCAA. You can't pay your players. Right. And now say we're going all in on banana ball. We're forming a league of our own, basically just ourselves playing other teams from all over, and we're now going to have a seven-figure player budget to go professional. That makes zero sense. We are getting criticized every single day on this. But if you're not getting criticized, you're playing it too safe. And I think the people that really do something in this world are the people that take chances and go against the grain that will get criticism. Jeff Bezos said you have to be willing to be misunderstood. We are misunderstood dramatically right now. We are misunderstood when we named our team after a fruit and we became the Savannah Bananas. So we will continue to be misunderstood. Yeah, well, right. it, and I love the way you involved the city of Savannah, right, in choosing the name. Yes. You, yeah. You just you just said, hey, let's let's have a contest. Who chooses the name? Who was it? Was her name Linda Meyer that uh, or something like that? You had the initials right. Lynn Moses. Oh, Lynn Moses. OK, L.M. Lynn Moses, Linda Meyer. Yeah. Sorry, Lynn. Yeah. She came up with the name and you guys really latched on to it. Grayson Stadium was a legend stadium, but yet it's working. 
it's working. So how do you have the emotional fortitude to say, hey, I don't care what these people think. I'm going to go in this direction because I think it's a great idea. Yeah, I don't think you should ever try to convert people. I think you want to be what's true to you and follow your north, your true north. And so for us, it was me. I put myself in the fan shoes. I got bored during baseball games. It was too long, too slow, too boring. I hated pulling money out of my pocket to buy a drink and buy a hot dog and buy a burger and get nickel and dimed. I hated paying ticket fees. I hated paying convenient fees. I hated sponsor ads all over the stadium and, you know, go to this orthodontist. Now go to this car dealership, go to this. I hated that. You know? And so, you know, the best business model in the world is it stop doing what your customers hate. So I literally said, let's stop doing it. And, and, you know, any change is uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable for everyone. It's uncomfortable for people in your organization. It's uncomfortable for your customers. It's uncomfortable for the city you're a part of. And it's uncomfortable for yourself. But you can't grow if you're comfortable. If you're doing the same thing, you're going to become Blockbuster or Sports Authority or Radio Shack or Circuit mm. City or Kodak. You name it. The mm. business graveyard is some of the greatest businesses that stayed the same. Mm. So it's the companies that constantly involve and innovate, even when it's hard to do that. And you will get criticized. If we stayed the same team in the Coastal Plain League, we would have had a slow, slow, slow death. And it might be 10, 20, 30, 40 years. Every night at the ballpark, we do between 10 to 15 things we've never done before. Mm. Every single night. 10 to 15. Yes. And yeah. because of that, we will learn faster than anyone else. We will experiment faster. You learn by doing. Same thing in running a culture. If you're saying this is going to be my policy, you know, all the time, you have a PTO of 10 days. These are the days you get off. This is what happens if you miss this first day, then this second day, then this third day. You go to this repercussion, this repercussion. And that's the way you've been doing it since the 60s, 70s, 80s, or even the 2018 timeframe. You need to evolve constantly. We have no policies on our business at all. None. Because people don't want to be policed. Mm. Take care of them. Yeah, take care of them first. And you've reduced, you talk about reducing friction. So you reduced fan friction, you reduced your employee friction as well, and took down those barriers to success. One of the ways that I really enjoyed reading about in Fans First, that you get to those 10 to 15 things each evening, is that you have an idea palooza. Share with Work Positive Nation about idea paloozas. Yeah, you know, I think very few companies dedicate time and meetings to what theoretically many people call is brainstorming, you know, mm-hmm. it's, like, ah, it's a waste of time. Let's drive sales, drive revenue. What's the next campaign? What are we doing for marketing? What's going on? Brainstorming. What a waste of time. Yeah. Ideas are everything. Ideas are everything. I start my day every single day, writing down 10 ideas. That's that. That's my morning ritual. But the reality is we built this idea culture where we come up with these ideas. And so we have idea Palooza on trying to solve something with the customer experience or even the employee experience. So for instance, what would, uh, what could we do that would make fans want to stay till the end of the night? And so, you know, everyone pitches three ideas and we come in and we share them and there's no skunking. Skunking is when you just, right. you know, people want a bad idea. None of that. that we, sucks, we man. That'll never work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You roll your eyes. Good luck yeah. with that person coming up with another idea. We go, yes. And said, Oh, all right. You know, if we do that, uh, bananas after dark, what if we have the band light up and we do a light show? Yes. And we could have choreographed music that goes to it. Yes. And then we could have our player on stilts could light up and do juggling. Yes. And, and you keep building it. All of a sudden ideas become bigger. They don't become smaller. So it's encouraging that every week we have these idea sessions with our team because ideas is what's driving the innovation and driving the new in our business. And if you want to be a business that thrives in the future, you need to make new a way of life. 
And the only way you make new a way of life is if you're bringing new ideas on a regular basis. So you guys do idea paloozas weekly? Yeah, we do what they are now. Like, so we call them one of the meetings we have that's built from the idea palooza is called the OTT meeting and it's over the top ideas. So <laughs> we got this from SNL. So we follow the Saturday night live schedule. So on Mondays we do a pitch session like they do for a host. We pitch all these OTT ideas. Then Tuesday we start writing them, what they look like. Wednesday we do a table read. Thursday, we start building what props we need. And then Friday, we start our rehearsals and we do a rehearsal in front of a VIP group first. And depending on how that goes, then we put it into our actual show. So we build these ideas every Monday into our actual games. And that's how we get the 10 to 15 things that never happened before in a baseball field. Well, that's interesting. You should mention SNL because when you kept saying yes, and yes, and yes, and I'm thinking this is like improv comedy, right? It is. And what if every business brought that type of uh, that type of creativity and openness to new ideas. Wow. Jesse Cole is my guest on this episode of Work Positive Nation. Uh, go to savannabananas.com or find him on LinkedIn or TikTok or Instagram, wherever you hang out. Man, you're just going to get an idea palooza a day from Jesse Cole. So people may be saying, you know, oh, okay, well, that's great for the Savannah Bananas. But just this week, in fact, I posted this and tagged you on LinkedIn with this Major League Baseball decided to change some of its rules. And man, I got to tell you, I saw a direct connect between banana ball and what Major League Baseball is changing. So you're in an iconic industry and yet you're doing something that is changing the whole realm of industry. If you could get all the owners of Major League Baseball together, Jesse, what would you say to them? (laughs) I would listen. I wouldn't say anything. I think there's a difference. You know, I know the room. I would listen. What are they talking about? Are they having the right conversations? What are they thinking about in the future? Are they playing five years out, 10 years out, 15 years out? What are they paying attention to the attention of their younger audience? What are they doing for young fans? How are they getting them attracted? What are the numbers showing? The season ticket holders. If season ticket holders are only 50% are showing up to the games, why are they continuing to do them? I'd ask questions and I would listen. I think anyone uh, smart enough to, if you're thinking about coming in and saying things and leading things, that's not the right approach. And that's for any leader. So I would, I would listen as much as I could, but if I could ask questions, I'm sure they'd hear a little bit of my mind. (laughs) Yeah. Some of those questions are going to share some of those ideas. Yeah. So that's the fans first approach. You would serve them. You're going in and radically serve them by asking questions and, and listening to the way they answer it. What is on the frontier for the Savannah Bananas? In other words, what challenges are you butting your head up against that you're working on fixing? I'm a eternal optimist, very similar to Walt Disney. So I, I don't see challenges. I see, uh, obviously, opportunities. And the reality is, uh, you know, we're in a very unique niche. I think uh, people are starving for fun. They're hungry for fun in sports. There's a great thing that we all love, the competitiveness of sports. We all can get behind it. But sometimes, you know, we work hard in our jobs, but to be able to just to come to a sporting event and just relax and enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I believe we have an opportunity to take that all over the world. I believe there is an opportunity for a huge demographic of players to play banana ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe uh, that we are going to try to create a highlight type experience. You know, if you watch sports center, each game, baseball game might have two highlights, a good play, a home run. Yeah. We're building our show 
for every single at bat to have a highlight. So we have a dancing umpire. So he might strike someone out, do a crazy thing. Our pitchers are working on strikeout moves. Like one guy has the Kyle crow hop. He backs off behind the mound, puts his legs up and his arms up and does a crow hop across the mound. (laughs) It's, it's crazy. We have uh, the hitters will walk up with bats on fire. Um, Our catcher is working on catching the ball behind his back, a 90 mound fastball behind. I saw that. That dude is good. How does he do that? Practice, practice. <laughs> Same way you get to practice. People don't realize right? we we practice the trick plays. Our catch, our our center fielder can catch a ball in the outfield, a fly ball, while doing a backflip. While doing right? a backflip. Well, he can catch the ball into a backflip oh while doing God. it. And so these things are what the guys work on. And so we want to create a game where you can't go. You don't want to go to the bathroom. You don't want to go get a bite to eat. We're gonna <laughs> literally, we're gonna literally chop off some of our revenue to create the greatest show in sports. And that we believe if you do that, everything else will take care of itself. Wow. Wow. So you just get good at what you are because you got passionate people who are doing what they were put here to do. That's amazing. Jesse Cole, uh, owner of the Savannah Bananas, go to savannahbananas.com right now. Go to your favorite bookshop and get uh, Fans First. It's an incredible book. It will revolutionize you. Listen to this podcast over and over and over. And Jesse, you got your own podcast, right? I did. I recorded uh, 150 episodes to learn and listen, but I, I held that up. I stopped in 2021 because uh, uh, you know, my goal is we're traveling all over the world. I, I learned a lot. Now I'm learning by individual relationships, not necessarily by podcasts. But yep, business done differently. Still plenty of amazing content. I learned so much over those, I think, three or four years I did the podcast. Oh, that's amazing. Well, three to four years. I mean, that's forever in podcast world, right? That's like you measured in dog years. So that's 21, 28 years, right? I'm very proud of it. Very proud of it. Good for you. Business done differently. So, Jesse, uh, Work Positive Nation always wants to know from my guest, what's one thing you'd encourage them to do today to start creating a positive work culture? What's your one thing, Jesse Cole? <laughs> well, the mindset is be patient in what you want for yourself, but be impatient in how you give to others. Um, and so be impatient on what you give to others. But the one thing I would do this, I would take out your phone and I would do one video to someone on your team and just say, hey, John, I just want to send you a video. Uh, thank you so much for everything that you have brought to this organization, the culture, the energy. Every day you show up positive, having fun, and you mean a lot to this team and you mean a lot to me. I appreciate you. Hope you have a great day. Wow. You are always about people first, man, and that challenges all of us. Jesse, thank you so much, man, for your wisdom, for your experience. Thank you for what you're doing with the Savannah Bananas. I'm excited. Um, and, you know, after I, I push stop on the recording here, can we talk about me? I just want one ticket, man. I don't want all season tickets. I just want one ticket. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear you. I hear you. We'll see what Thanks we can do. So much. Jesse Cole, SavannahBananas.com. Go find your own yellow tuxedo, Work Positive Nation, and make sure you get your copy of Fans First today. Thank you, Jesse. We appreciate you, man. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Work Positive Podcast with your host, executive coach and culture architect, Dr. Joey Fawcett. Please share this podcast with your friends who are small business leaders so they can create a positive work culture that increases productivity and profits. Get your free 15-point Work Positive Checklist to help you attract top talent and reduce team turnover. Download the checklist at workpositive.today slash checklist. Remember, it pays to work positive.